as many things over my 46 years on this planet. Um, quite a few that I wouldn't be able to tell you about this morning in church, probably. Uh, but here's a list of some of the kind of more suitable ones that I thought about. Husband, father, brother, son, leader, minister, uncle, teacher, speaker, manager, vicar. Uh, I'm also known, I suppose, for my love of all things petrol-related cars, for my serious coffee habit, for my humour, rakish good looks. Um, I was joking. I was joking about that bit. Uh, hopefully known for my love of Jesus, uh, my love for his bride, for the church, I think it's fair to say. Um, and there's probably lots of other names that I've been known by, um, and, and some of them are even good ones. And, and different people knew Jesus in different ways. They saw him in different ways and understood him in different ways. And today, what about today? How do people perceive Jesus today? Well, I guess for many people, and it's interesting, isn't it? I've often thought about this. Why do people use Jesus' name as a swear word? Why does it come so quickly to people's lips? People who would never talk about Jesus, would never think about Jesus, would never utter Jesus, his name, will, when provoked, use his name as a kind of cuss, as a swear word. I mean, you wouldn't go, oh, Buddha, I would imagine. People don't say that, do they? Or, you know, I guess definitely these days wouldn't risk saying another name of another religion, perhaps. But Jesus, oh yeah, people say Jesus all the time. Really grates with me, actually. It's one of those things that really grates when I'm with people and they go, Jesus Christ. And I think, yeah, he is. He is the Christ. And it's interesting, if you're, if you're a person of faith, Sometimes people apologise for it, don't, 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 you know, don't they? And, and, and that's a good thing, I think, when they do. But there's something about his name that I think is powerful. And for many people, it's just a name that people use without thinking of its significance. And even in his day, people didn't really kind of know who this Jesus guy was. That's partly why we've been doing this whole series over the last few weeks. Some people thought he was a good man. Some people thought, perhaps think he's a prophet. It's really interesting talking to Muslims about Jesus. They think he's a holy man. He's a prophet. You can have amazing conversations with Muslims who know a lot about the Quran, about Jesus, about the things that he, that he, how he lived. Yeah, he was born of a virgin, Mary. You know, you can have conversations and there's a kind of common ground there to talk about him as a, as a healer, as an incredible man of God. But some people think he's just a prophet. He was just a good man. He was just a teacher. Maybe he was a crazy kind of rebel. And of course, there's those of us that would know him as, and call him Lord and Savior. And so today kind of brings us full back circle. We, we saw the passage in Matthew to where we begun all those weeks ago when, when we felt God was calling us to look at this whole series. I remember I was in, in the office with Jenny and we were praying about the series and the whole incident came to mind when Jesus was with the disciples and they'd been going around uh, the kind of region of Caesarea Philippi. It's about 25 miles north, um, uh, kind of around the, the Sea of Galilee, about 25 miles north. And they'd obviously been walking there. They'd been walking around sort of these miles and miles and miles through villages, through towns, encountering people, teaching, praying, healing, doing incredible things. So people would have been talking about this Jesus the whole time about him. And on this journey, Jesus is saying, so what have you heard, boys? What have people been saying about me? 
I think he's really intrigued to hear how the locals understand this man who's been doing these outrageous things. You know, stories had spread. We know that from um, the story of Zacchaeus. Remember that story? He'd heard about this Jesus bloke. He was intrigued. Jesus was talking, that he'd heard that this Jesus bloke had said that even tax tax collectors and sinners got into heaven before the rich people and before the religious people. I think that really kind of, that appealed to his sense, being a crooked tax collector. So there were were rumours going around about this Jesus and he asked them, well, what do people say? Who do people think that I am? Who do they say I am? And they say, well, some people think you're a prophet. Some say you're John, John the Baptist, come back. A resurrected John the Baptist. Maybe you're Elijah. Maybe you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. It, what's interesting is, so he's already done the feeding of the 5,000, the 4,000. But the, the rumor mill, which has obviously been going about him, hasn't quite put two and two together in terms of interpreting him as the Messiah. Not yet quite. Maybe it was in people's minds, but certainly no one was ever going to vocalize it. They couldn't quite see Jesus as the Messiah. And then then Jesus asked this killer question, verse 15. What about you, boys? Who do you say that I am? And the the you there is really emphatic. If it was written down, it would be in bold, wouldn't it? Who do you? Who do you say I am? And I guess he asked that question of us. That's been the whole series. Who do you say I am? And Peter's response is that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So, you're going to do some work this morning. Fun, hopefully. I'd like you in little groups. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. So keep you awake. It's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. We're going to get into little groups, two, three, four. Um, Some of you have been around through these weeks where we've been looking at the different topics of Jesus. Can you remember what we did? So who who can call out some of the ones that we've looked at? This will be a real test. Servant. Truth. Bridegroom. Lamb. Lord. Friend. Judge. Nice. Very good. Well done. So we've been looking at this. Of course, there's so many more we could have picked, but they were the ones we felt kind of the Holy Spirit said to really go for. And look at Jesus in kind of a, a new way from a new angle. You see things in a, in a different perspective when you look from a new angle. So what I'd like you to do is, just in groups of three, four, turn around, introduce yourself to a neighbor around you. I would like you to turn to the people around you and just for a few minutes talk about, if Jesus asks you, who, who do you say I am? What's your gut response? I kind of, many of you here will know the Christian answer, a Christian answer. But for you, who does Jesus, what does Jesus mean to you? It may be that one of these particular talks that you've done has really spoken to you, maybe really challenged you, made you think about Jesus in a new way. And probably there are different seasons of life where Jesus means different things to you through different seasons. So maybe for a moment, just share some of those images. What does he mean to you? Who do you say I am? Okay, find someone around you to talk to. You can turn around. Three, probably nice getting three or four, maybe. And talk for a few minutes about Jesus. Who do you say I am? It's really important to understand the significance of the Messiah coming. Because the whole of Israel had been waiting for it for hundreds of years. For this promised king, for the Lion of Judah, for for the line of David, the king to come to undo 
the brokenness of, in humanity. But of course, part of the problem was the Jewish nation thought it was just about kicking the Romans out. They thought it, about, it, was, it was about restoring the honor of Israel. What they didn't understand was that Jesus was coming as Messiah to undo the whole of the grip of the snake on the whole of human, humanity for the whole of human history, past, present, and future. It's an epic story that they were part of. And so Jesus coming as, as Messiah is a remarkable truth and a remarkably powerful thing for us. And it's really un- important that we understand it. Remember the word Christ, Messiah, means anointed one. And in the Old Testament times, there were three public offices to which someone might be anointed. When I became a priest uh, in the Church of England, when I became a kind of a vicar, if you like, I was anointed with, with oil. It's an anointing as a sign of um, uh, being called by God. And in the Old Testament, there were three public offices. There was a prophet, there was a priest, and there was king. And when Jesus comes as Messiah, he comes as all three, the prophet, the priest, the king. He says, as I said in Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. And so it's a massive deal for us to know Jesus as Messiah, to know Jesus truly as Messiah. The people were looking for a charismatic king to kick out the Romans. And Jesus came saying, no, that's not the kind of kingdom I'm looking for. I'm coming to establish a totally different kind of kingdom. And so the question is, who, who do you say I am? It's, that question is really important for you and for me. This whole series we've been looking at, to know who he is for us. Who do you say I am? He's the son of the living God. He's God and he desires for us to fully know him, to be known by him fully. I was reflecting last night on that message the angels bring to the shepherds. We're going to be hearing that, I guess, over the next few weeks, aren't we? I want to close with these words. They're on a dark hillside. Cold, dark. You know, let's remember the shepherds were the lowest of the low, really, in those days. And in this tiny, obscure part of Israel, back-end water, middle of nowhere, these Jewish shepherds up on a hillside... Somewhere in their history, they knew the Messiah was coming. They longed for the Messiah. They longed for freedom. And suddenly, like in this epic Disney film, the whole sky lights up. Thousands of angels are there. And they say this, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And you might imagine he'd come in all glory and you know, with angels all around him and riches and wealth. But we know the story, don't we? Verse 12, this will be the sign to you, the sign that the Messiah has finally come, the the snake crusher. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. That's the mystery of knowing Messiah, that he didn't come as an all-conquering king. He came as a weak child born into humanity and that you and I know him as Lord as we have over you've been showing all these weeks. I want to finish by playing a video, which in some ways I hope helps us connect to this Messiah. I made this video um, when I, I, about a thousand years ago when I used to do youth work and stuff. Uh, I made this video to use in schools and uh, youth groups and stuff. Um, some of you remember the film The Miracle Maker? Little animation. Some, probably you're all too young, some of you. Beautiful kind of animation. Uh, And I've used some scenes from that and seen some various other uh, Jesus films. 
And there's a track um, uh, called, uh, How Could You Say No to This Man? And I think as we've been thinking and reflecting on Jesus, Jesus asked the question, who do you say I am? And knowing all we know about him, knowing the little we know up here, but hopefully in experiencing in our heart down here, the question for all of us in this Advent season, as we move into Advent next year and we begin to think about the coming of this King, the coming of the Messiah, and I hope these thoughts and pictures will stay with us. How could we say no to him? How could we say no to receiving him in increasing measure in our own hearts and lives and families and circumstances? And so we need to say yes to him again, whether that's for the first time, as some of you here have, I know, or whether it's to say yes to him again in this season. So I'm going to invite the band to come up because we're going to just close with a song or two after this. But let's just use this video as a reflection to think about, as we saw in that video, the, the, the one who came who would strike the serpent's head and be bitten on his heel.